Hello, this is Tierra Fluker. Welcome to Own Your Pain Show. Our first episode is Freedom. Enjoy. I am elated to speak on the topic of freedom, purpose, and multiple streams of income. All three of them have slight things in common this morning. Freedom is an expression to choose the life that you want to live. Live life on your own terms. For me, it's very important for me to have freedom. Many years, I lived my life in a box. Living in a box was depressing, it was sad, and I felt very confined and contained, like I wasn't able to really express being who I am. Freedom gives you the ability in life to choose how you wanna dress, how you wanna wear your hair, what type of career you want, what type of faith you even choose, what walk you choose and path you choose to choose to go down in life. When you live a life that is not a life of freedom, where you're not able to ex- fully express who you are, how you want to live, it can cause anxiety, it can cause depression, it can cause mental illness problems, actually. You know, I remember, I'm going to go way back to when I worked for a communications company. I was very unhappy. I was at this company for almost four years. I learned some valuable skill sets. I really learned how to work with people. The training program was wonderful, um, but I wasn't truly happy with working the long hours that I worked. I remember I used to work from like 10 to 8 at night or from like, you know, uh, 9 a.m. even sometimes to close to 9 o'clock at night. So I was away from my home. I was away from my daughter. The two off days that I did have, one of my off days, which was on Tuesdays, I would attend night class on Tuesdays as I was pursuing my undergrad degree in business. So it, my time was very limited. Uh, my daughter was with her father or with a daycare sitter. So I was away from my little girl a lot. Um, I was. It was a very, just very sad time, but I made those sacrifices because the job had great benefits. The job paid very well. I was making like 65 to $70,000 a year with no degree at the time. And they were paying for my college tuition. I had great benefits, um, but the career was very demanding. On top of it, we had monthly quotas. So the monthly quotas, you know, I had to bring in so many phone lines per month and sell their data services. So it was a great opportunity, but overall I was not happy. So at work, you know, um, I just, I found myself just always being depleted, just existing. You know, um, it just, I was not in a happy place, always working, always um, trying to people please my coworkers. And, you know, I didn't even really like, I'm going to be honest with you, some of the people that I worked with, they were not very nice people. They were not very caring people. They were very spoiled and entitled. You know, I was the only single mom at the time um, at this particular job. So many of them could not relate to, you know, me living a life of a single mom. You know, so I felt like, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I felt like I was out of place at times. I felt like there was no connection. Um, So, you know, I didn't I didn't feel free. I was like, I think what at the time when I didn't feel so free, I was about 27 years old. I felt like I was locked in a cage. You know, and when my friends would invite me out on weekends, I was always like, hey, I'm working. And when I would get off work, I would be tired. So, you know, I didn't want to necessarily hang out over the weekend, um, you know, if I was tired and drained. So, you know, weekends again, I worked Saturdays from like 10 a.m. to 8 
o'clock at night or sometimes nine o'clock at eight. So when I would get off work, I would pick up my daughter, you know, feed her, bathe her, talk to her for a few minutes, put her to bed. And by the time I would put her to bed, I would be too tired to go out on a Saturday. And then um, Sundays we would go to church in the morning and some Sundays I would work from like 12 to five, you know, so my was always around work, 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 work. So it caused, again, it caused me as a young woman to experience some depression and some anxiety because I was always working. I was never with my daughter. And then, like I said, the two off days I had, one of those off days I went to college and between raising a daughter, paying bills, I would work in doing homework and, you know, trying to work out. But at the end of the day, I just didn't have freedom. So how do you find your freedom? It comes down to what do you really want in life? Tune out your friends, tune out your family members, tune out your coworkers, and really find out what do you want to do in life? What is it that you really want? Like just tune out all the noise and say, what is it do I want? How does freedom look for me? What does a world of freedom look like? In order for me to obtain freedom, What do I need to do? What are some of the steps that I need to take to obtain freedom? Does freedom require me to leave my job? Does freedom require me to maybe make some behavior changes? Does freedom require me to change my circle of friends? Does freedom even mean for me to like, you know, like even to like, disconnect myself from like family members even that may not be healthy like what does a world of freedom look like for me you have to ask yourself that for me for myself Tierra Fluker I took the appropriate steps by reading more books Um, I attended counseling as a young woman I you know even sought out a life coach and through those small steps I was on a road and path to achieving freedom when I was in this career that I wasn't so happy with. I even recall that I was so successful at this career at one point, working in communications, and I remember my boss coming to me because I think me not feeling free, me not feeling like I'm able to fully express myself, I remember my boss coming to me one day and saying, you don't really seem like you like your job. Why don't you just resign? And I said, no, I can't resign. I'm a single mom. I have responsibilities. I'm just going to work through this. And I ended up staying with that job, you know. But eventually I decided to go to a job fair. And um, I ended up finding a different opportunity. And make a long story short, I resigned from that job. I gave them like a month notice because I was there for almost four years and I wanted to leave on good terms. So I gave them a month notice and I decided to pursue this other opportunity but when I pursued this opportunity I thought I that it would allow me more freedom and more time but it actually demanded more hours and more uh more hours and a six-day work week schedule so again I went into kind of like the same boat by mistake I thought I would have more uh time more freedom because I was a store manager at the time with this different opportunity it was in the in communications Uh, but um, at a different company, but it, you know, being in management, I actually was not, I didn't have the freedom that I thought I would have. I didn't have the, I thought I would be able to get off work early and that was not the case. Being in management, you're, 
you know, you're uh, managing a store, you're managing people, you're managing performance reviews. You're just, you're managing the overall experience of the store. Plus you have, again, monthly numbers, quotas, metrics that you have to meet. So I actually lost more freedom when I took this job. So again, I was in the same boat. I'm like, how did I miss the pieces of the puzzle? Like I took this job for more freedom because I thought because I was a store manager, I would be able to get off early, but that was not the case. I actually ended up spending more time, more hours at this job. And I was working six day work weeks. And on to top it off, the money, the commissions bonus structure that the district manager promised at the time, it was supposed to be a lot more than what I was making at my prior job, but it ended up being a lot less. So I was actually working more hours, working more days per week, and it was a, um, it was less money. So to, to, you know, the overall experiences, I didn't, you know, I was at this prior company for four years, switched jobs to this company. I was there for six months. So I still felt boxed in, but I was smart enough to say, you know what, this is not working. Let me, you know, leave this opportunity. So I ended up finding another career that was Monday through Friday, eight to five. And I enjoyed that. So at that point I felt freedom. I felt free. I felt not contained. I felt not confined. And then I decided to start my own marketing and advertising business on the side. So I started doing that on the side and that gave me the total freedom and the total expression to be truly who I was. So again, freedom, being able to express who you are is so important to your mental health being like I was, I was, I remember being in my twenties and not being in a place of where I truly felt like I was free. I truly felt that I was able to really express who I was, why I was existing, you know, so being able to express who you are, why you're here, why you exist, that gives you freedom and it frees your mind from anxiety, from worry, from stress, because you're truly living the life you're supposed to be living. So freedom is a beautiful thing. If you're not sure on how to get to a place of freedom, speak to a counselor, speak to a life coach, maybe take some career tests or just maybe try out new hobbies to find out what do you really enjoy? Like, what is it that brings you out as a person to truly, truly experience a life of freedom? Freedom is rejuvenating. It is relieving. It is therapeutic. Like experiencing true freedom is just such a beautiful place. Freedom is beautiful. So if you don't have the freedom that you want and need in life, like take the steps you need to take to find your true self and find true freedom purpose purpose is divine purpose is truly divine stepping into your purpose is a is one of the most divine places you can experience in life even me just talking about purpose as I'm talking about purpose right now, and I'm just speaking of the word purpose, I feel a lightness in my heart. I feel a lightness in my spirit as I speak on purpose. Purpose is so powerful. Purpose is so beautiful that when you speak of purpose, you truly feel purpose presence around you. Purpose is why am I here? What is my why? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing that people naturally see me doing that I'm doing where people just see that I'm doing and I feel a light bulb go off in me. 
I feel awakened. Purpose to live a purpose driven life is so powerful. It is so divine that whenever you just leave the home and you're walking or you're entering a store or wherever you are, you're just in a presence of purpose. It is so powerful that people come to you and say, do you do this? Do you do that? Or they'll just talk to you and say, they, they even feel connected to you because you're in a place of purpose. Purpose is so beautiful. It's so divine that wherever you go, you shift a atmosphere. Purpose is amazing. Purpose is divine. Purpose is powerful. It is so powerful that people are attracted to you. They talk to you. They say they figure you out before you even tell them what you do. Purpose is so amazing that just two weeks ago, I was speaking with an insurance man. And he said, Tierra, you know, you have a radio voice. And I was like, that's interesting. I am in radio, you know, but that's how powerful purpose is. People figure you out before you even tell them what you do. I was last night, just an example. I was at a restaurant and I was talking to this pregnant woman and we were talking about how many weeks she was in. And she said, you know, are you a teacher or something? I said, no, I'm not a teacher. I used to be a substitute teacher, but I, you know, in my businesses, I do teach people daily. I teach them content. I teach them material. I'm constantly coaching and teaching people. And, you know, I do some life coaching and consulting as well. Uh, You know, but again, that was another example of when you're talking to people, you're just engaging with people without telling them what you do for a living. They will figure you out. Because you're in your divine purpose. So my title is not a teacher any longer, a substitute teacher any longer. But within what I do, my call, my purpose, my destiny, and my careers, I do teach a lot because I have staff members. So when you have staff members, you're constantly training, you're teaching. When you consult someone about starting a particular business they want to start, you're teaching them, you're coaching them, you're consulting with them. So I may not any longer be a substitute teacher, but I am constantly teaching people within what I do for a living. So that woman, when she said, are you a teacher? I'm no longer a substitute teacher, but I do teach within what I do. So being a purposeful woman, being a purposeful woman, when I speak to people, not about what I do, but just how I interact with them, They're able to figure out what I do before I even tell them because I am aligned with my purpose. So when you become aligned with your purpose, people actually are able to figure out what you do before you even tell them what you do or share a business card. That's because you're aligned with your purpose. Now, when I wasn't aligned with my purpose and I was doing jobs that I wasn't called to do, I was doing things that I wasn't called to do and I really wasn't supposed to do those things. People couldn't figure that, figure out what I was doing for a living. I would actually have to tell them and I would actually have to try to sell them on what I was doing and work really, really hard for that sell. That's because I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. I've had many highs in life, many lows in life. I've had some great successes with jobs that I didn't even like what I was doing. And I had some horrible experiences at jobs where I didn't like it at all. And I, I felt, I can recall 
the job that I had back in 2018. I made great money again, great benefits. I was in telecommunications. I had freedom. I was an outside account executive, you know, checking office a few hours a day. And I'm out in the field meeting people, trying to sell them on telecommunication services, business owners. I had much success the first five months of the job. And then before I resigned from that position, I had a lot of failures before I resigned. I was out there working day in and day out, trying to get people to buy these telecommunications. But the one key is I was not passionate. It was not a purposeful job, but I did learn some great skill sets from that position. I learned how to be creative. I learned how to network better. I learned how to become a better communicator. I learned how to grind it out till I was tired, until I saw some results. But no one ever just came up to me and figured out what I did for a living because I was not in alignment with my purpose or what I was supposed to be doing. However, with that position was a teaching lesson for me. It was a teaching lesson. So while I didn't enjoy that position, I did learn a lot about that position. I learned some tools that I needed for my future. Some very important tools for me, even just being a businesswoman, I learned from that, that particular position. So it really taught me how to think outside the box. It taught me how to network. It taught me how to just really uh, go after what I want in a very creative way to bring in the results that needed to be brought in. So sometimes when you're in a position where you're not able to quite just jump the fence and leave, you may be in that position to learn when you're not living your purposeful life. It may be certain skill sets that you need to learn from what you're learning from. So when you get to a place of purpose and you reach that place of purpose and you're actually doing what you're called to do, you're living a purposeful, aligned life. At that point, what you're learning now, what you're learning now, you'll be able to use those skill sets for your aligned purpose driven life when you reach that point in place. So you may not be where you want to be right now, but you can learn certain skill sets from what you're currently doing until you find the purpose aligned life that you're supposed to be living. Again, purpose is very divine. And when you're living a purposeful life, you're aligned. And when you're aligned, people just come up to you and they just know automatically what you're doing for a living without you even telling them what you do for a living. That is because you're living an aligned life. An aligned, purposeful life is very divine. It's very, it's, it shifts the atmosphere, shifts people's spirit when you're living an aligned life. And you actually inspire people. So when they go home, they may share with a friend or a family member or just with their own mental thoughts, that woman really inspired me. I don't even know how I knew that she did this for a living, but just her walking into her purpose and living the divine aligned life that she is called to live, it inspires that person to go home and maybe write down their goals on what they should be doing for a living. So you inspire people when you live a purposeful divine life. You inspire people, you shift the atmosphere, and people know what you do before you even open your mouth. They're either inspired by you, or they're either sometimes intimidated by you. But most people that's inspired by you is going to acknowledge that. People that's intimidated by you, they it may make them 
you know, kind of bash you for even living the life that you're called uh, to live. And at that point, you don't worry about the naysayers. You you stay inspired and encouraged by the people that you're inspiring. You never worry about the naysayers or the haters because there will be some haters when you're living your aligned, purposeful life. Just keep pushing and find out what you're called to do. It is a beautiful place. How do you discover your purpose? For me, um, I, I read the book, A Purpose Driven Life by Rick. I think it was Rick Warren. Great author. That book talks a lot about purpose. Um, I've read many books on purpose for many years. Um, sometimes purpose happens for you when you least expect it. You know, for me, I've always worked with the public. So working with the public has given me the opportunity over many years to meet people of all walks of life, all walks of background. Um, so my purpose didn't happen overnight. It's not something that I just went to go see a counselor one time, went to see a coach one time, took a test and Hey, I just found out my purpose. No, um, purpose actually came to me when I stopped actually seeking purpose. So sometimes when you just, you just do what you're supposed to be doing in life, like working at job, paying your bills, you know, you're maybe seeing a counselor once a week, you have a life coach, you have a mentor, you know, you out, you're out there networking, talking with people, connecting with people. That's sometimes when purpose happens. The opportunity you never thought that you're supposed to be doing for life, you're presented with that opportunity. You say, hey, I've heard a lot of people say this over many years, but I never even really truly considered this opportunity. Let me go ahead and consider this opportunity and give it a shot. And then at that point, when you take on that opportunity, you realize, oh, this was my purpose. And then when you're out there talking to people, they say, hey, you seem like you're in this field. You're in this field. And I'm like, you're correct. I am in that field. And that's how you know you're in your purpose. So sometimes purpose happens for you when you don't even realize it or know it. It actually happens sometimes by accident. So, you know, um, if you don't know what your purpose is, like right now, like don't feel bad. Don't criticize yourself or put yourself down. Like purpose is going to happen when you like least expect it. So when you least expect it is when purpose happens for you. And so don't go out there being stressed out, like hard on yourself and, you know, like, beating yourself up because you don't know what your purpose is like just keep doing what you're doing and like but one thing I would recommend is like maybe seeking counseling like there's career counseling services there's life coaches just get a life coach or a mentor if you can't afford a counselor or life coach seek out a mentor like someone that you look up to and just ask them if they can mentor you and just take your time take it one day at a time just go on a journey of just like discovering yourself discovering who you are and um, you know eventually you know your purpose will come to you and one thing I highly recommend as well is like get around people that's like inspirational like don't be afraid to go on meetup.com and like look up some meetup groups don't be afraid to go to workshops seminars go out there and network because you as you get inspired by people and you're seeing what other people in the community are doing for a living like at that point that's when you will start to reach your purpose you're like oh this is what I may should consider I would really like to do this I think I can really inspire and like help people and at that point you would like sometimes accidentally discover your purpose for life so don't be afraid to go out there and network with people and people think when you network you have to be like extroverted meaning you're really outgoing you're really bubbly and all that like 
some of the best networkers are introverted people, meaning they're quiet. Like people love to be in the presence of a quiet person because they're able to talk, 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 talk to you. And by you listening and being an introverted person, you're taking an interest in them, in that person and what they're talking about. They'll sometimes bring you on to what they're doing, maybe to do some project work. So, you know, being an introverted person is not a bad thing. Like people actually love introverted people because you guys are such good listeners and you allow people to just open up to you and pour their heart out to you. So you actually have more of an advantage of it as an introverted person opposed to a extroverted person. Also, introverted people are less intimidating as well because you're more quiet and people can't quite read you or put a finger on what you're thinking. So being an introverted networker is not actually a bad thing. So if you're not extroverted, don't worry about that. Like you're going to win 10 times more being introverted. Um, I know when I was in sales, the people that were the most introverted were actually the most successful salespeople. They brought in more money and more numbers than the extroverted people. So trust me, if you're introverted, you have more of an advantage over an extroverted person. So don't say, oh, I'm not outgoing. Oh, I'm not very talkative. Like, no, you have actually a head, a head up over someone that's very extroverted. So just go out there, seek meetup groups seek networking groups, seek workshop seminars, and just go out there and just be who you are. And as time go on, your personality will develop, your goals will develop, you know, you will fall into your purpose, I promise. But you do have to put yourself out there and, you know, attend more events and be more of a uh, networker. And being a networker does not mean you have to be extroverted. Um, again, introverted people win more than extroverted people. I would like to discuss multiple streams of income. Multiple streams of income, first of all, it provides, provides a safety net for you, for your family and loved ones. It's We are now in a generation where there's not an option not to have multiple streams of income. Not everyone is meant to be a business owner. I totally understand that. But there are other ways that you can create and diversify multiple streams of income. One, you can look into passive streams of income. Two, you can look into investments. Also, you can look into rentals. So there are several other streams of incomes you can generate without owning a business. I wanted to clarify that because not everyone I do understand is meant to be a business owner. Also having multiple streams of income creates financial security for yourself and your family. You can also pay off debts, which is so important. So you can, you know, if you have a ton of debts, school loans, credit card debts, or just medical bills, you know, creating that extra stream of income can help reduce debts. Why and how you, you wanna create multiple streams of income? First of all, you wanna identify your skills. You wanna identify hobbies that you're good at. And you wanna find a way to create that into a stream of income, a legitimate side hustle. You want to also, you know, take note of your finances. How much money do you have to invest? And also how much time do you have to invest? So if you say, I don't have money to invest in my business, an option would be is to possibly sign up for a rideshare service, drive for Uber, drive for Lyft, do Instacart or do DoorDash. Those are some streams of income you can do on the side part time until you can gather up the money to invest in your business and also use your career income to invest in your side hustles as well. So creating multiple streams of income in 2021 is no longer an option, it's a must. I do appreciate you guys listening to On Your Paying Show, the first episode, Freedom. 
I look forward to you guys tuning in to episode two. Thank you. Have a great day.